love it. You can come here, and in the space of 10 minutes, you can hear Raffi and rap, right? Yay! We are here to remind one another of that cornerstone, you know, that, that we can stand on, that we can believe in, that we can know to the depths of our being that Spirit of God that is within you and within me and is the truth of who we are. So that's why we come together. And we recognize and realize that to do that, we have to practice because I don't know about you, but I don't usually get it right 100% of the time. Well, I do get it right some of the time. But practice is so very important. And so last week we had a spiritual message on um, the wise master. And it was the idea that we need to align our actions with what we say we believe. And so you had an opportunity to practice that this week, as did I about aligning my actions with what I say that I believe. And I wonder, how many of you took on that practice last week? Oh. Unity doesn't do the guilt thing, but... How about the mother look? Okay, so for those of you who did, I know that as you put these ideas into practice, you experience ahas and new understanding and some transformation in your life. So for those of you who did the practice, does anybody want to share what you experienced over this past week? Ah, Bob. Okay, Bob. I'm going to go back to Bob, and then I saw you, Jim. So, what's that? No, no, we've got to bring you the mic, Bob. So as we do this, I was told that I have to give you the, uh, uh, remember, we are on live stream, right? So as you share what your practice was and what your aha was, just know it's going out there being broadcast to the world. You know, what, what happened with me is that, you know, I've got some issues uh, because I was in Vietnam and nobody really, it's just my issues. So what happened is one of the toughest persons I know is a guy named Sam. So I said, well, what's Sam do? Because he never gets excited, never gets upset or anything. So I said, let me think about this, because I was trying to look for a word. When I get upset, it's like people parking in a handicap zone that aren't handicapped or they're stealing grapes from the grocery store and eating them and stuff. But you know what I'm saying. So I took the word Sam and put down stop, analyze, and meditate. So every time I get mad at something or get upset like somebody cuts me off, I say, I, say, I think of Sam. I say, stop, analyze, and meditate. So I thought that was pretty good. It that seemed is, to be working. That is fabulous, Bob. So we've gone from what would Jesus do to what would Sam do. I like this. All right, Jim, did you have your hand up? Would you like to share it? So this week, it's, as you know, just for being on platform, I talk. So what I learned this week, though, is if I stop talking and start listening, I learn a whole lot more. So uh-huh. that's the way the week went. Uh-huh. yay. Good for you, Jim. Good for you. All right, so we share these ideas with you so that you too can know that as you practice these things, transformation can occur, right? And it's not just me saying it, it's all of you doing it and learning together. So we are in a new series, second week in our new series of Wisdom Tales from Around the World from this dog-eaten book that I've had for a number of years, but filled with stories from around the world. And today's story is coming from uh, the tradition of Tao from China, and it's called The Powerful Fighting Rooster. And this is the way the story goes. The king
king wanted his prize-winning rooster to be more ferocious. He took the rooster to a trainer with a reputation for turning out champion fighting birds. Just leave the bird with me, assured the trainer. Come back in a week. One week later, the king returned and saw that his rowdy rooster was not crowing quite as loudly or strutting quite as menacingly. Obviously, explained the trainer, he is not ready yet. Yet he is still vain and confident. He picks fights with other birds. Come back next week. Another week passed, and the king returned and noticed that his prized rooster barely raised his neck feathers and wings to incite a fight. As you can see, said the trainer, he's not ready yet. He still flares up and gets an angry look when challenged by another bird. Come back in a month. A month passed, and the king returned to inspect his champion. To his alarm, the fierce rooster looked tame. The king ranted and raved at the trainer, You've ruined my fine fighting bird. Look at him. He doesn't want to fight. He'll never win a contest now. That is not true, the trainer replied. Notice how calm and secure he appears. He stands serene and strong today. The other fighting birds will take one look and run. see that powerful fighting bird in your own life or in the life out there in the world? Where do you see that powerful fighting bird that wants to strut its stuff and crow loudly? Where do you see it? When you're scared, right? When that fear comes up within you and you think you've got to make yourself bigger than you are, right? Oh, so fear can bring out that powerful fighting bird. Anybody else? Righteous indignation. Well, none of us can be accused of that, right? Righteous indignation? When you think you're right, in fact, no, you don't think you're right, you know you're right, and by God I'm going to prove myself, and you're going to know I'm right, no matter what the cost. That powerful fighting bird. For me, I see it in the consciousness. So let me say this. This is the consciousness that we collectively share as a country. Our most current military budget request for 2020 is $750 billion. The United States is the number one in spending for military. The following seven countries that are the next in line, it would take all seven of them before we got to the budget that the United States has for military spending. We're the greatest country in the world. Powerfully crowing who we are. Investing all of this money in a war machine. Oh, that's one of the places I see it. So I was reminded in reading this story about the powerful rooster about a time when Gary and I were raising chickens. The kids were young. And we got a bunch of little chicks one spring and raised those little chicks up. And in that group of chicks, some were hens and some were roosters. And anybody who's ever had chickens probably knows by experience that it's pretty tough to have more than one rooster in a group. And so we very quickly realized we had to eliminate some of those roosters, which we did. 
And we were left with one. His name was Foghorn. He was beautiful. Beautiful crowing rooster. I taught him to crow, so he was really good at it. (laughs) But the only problem is that the hens did not really appreciate Foghorn, and they began... Now, let's just ask this question. How many of you have ever heard of being hen-pecked? Anybody ever hear that expression, right? That comes from the hens began pecking at this rooster, at his toes. Literally pecking his toes off. Right? And we tried to stop them. We tried to separate him. We tried to bandage up his wounds and nurse him through this time. But eventually, Foghorn was no more because the the chickens henpecked him to death. And so I was thinking about that as well as I was thinking about this story from the Tao tradition. And I was realizing that there needs to be a balance. You know, this balance of recognizing and realizing that calm serenity of, that is spoken about in this story, but also the balance of it can't be that we just roll over and allow anything to happen. Right? Like there's still healthy boundaries. There's still healthy actions to take. And I was thinking about that with my poor hen-pecked rooster. So how do we find the balance between the two? And that's really what Taoism is about, where the story comes out of. The Tao is about this balance between light and dark. When you come into Unity Hall, you pass that big yin-yang symbol. That's from Taoism. And it's this idea that within the lightness, the lightness can never fully overcome the dark. And within the darkness, the darkness can never fully overcome the light. There's this balance, this flow that has to occur. Now hear me when I say that symbolism in Taoism is not good and evil. Because from the Taoist perspective, that idea of good and evil is an illusion. But it is the light and the dark. It is the, the masculine nature of doing and the, and the feminine nature of being, if you will, the action and the, and the being. And you have to have both. You can't have just one. And so Taoism is about that, that finding that balance, moving with that flow. The Tao is, is that that stands under all of creation, if you will. The Tao is the way itself. The Tao is the way itself. And that way of the Tao is the way of compassion. It's the way of understanding. It's the way of humility. It's the way of simplicity. And so followers of the Tao, followers of the way, dedicate themselves to being in life, accepting life in its own terms, and going with that flow. Being... And then acting. It has to be a both and. Right? And so I was thinking about this idea of the Tao and of this story within the Tao. And I was thinking about our own world. And one of the ways I do see it is, you know, as that war machine. But the other thing that I see within life is the idea of gangs. Right? So there are many of our areas in our country that have gang activities. And that 
same idea of power over that was there in that story of the rooster. Power over is what is there within the gang activity, right? There is an other. And in that other, I have to have power over that other so that I'm the one who comes out on top, so that I'm the one that's strong. And that is what the world would say, what those gangs would say would be power. And the story invites us to know power from another perspective. And so the greatest example for me with this is Father Greg Boyle and Homeboy Industries. I happened to catch a, a video, and he was doing an interview with Tay McCodron, um, Father Greg, and one of what Father calls his homies, right? One of the one of the members that have come and been inspired and changed by Homeboy Industries. And so the thing about Homeboy Industries is that Father Greg's intention is that we will not, it's not that here are these gang members and we have to change them. That's not the perspective that he comes from. It's that here are are these members, these gang members, and we're going to go out to the edges and we're going to meet them there. And in the process of meeting them there, reminding each other of who we are in truth, we will be changed. Together, we will be changed. And so Father Greg has this idea for everybody who comes into those doors that, that when God created you, he created you exactly as you are. So it's, this idea isn't that there's something wrong with you and you need to change, you, you need to add something to you because there's something missing. It's this idea that you are already right here, right now, whole and holy. Can you catch that? And so they meet these gang members as they come through the doors with that idea, with that intention, with perfect, radical acceptance. And when that gang member is ready to hear it, they say. And what they discover is that within the core of their being, they are good. And when they recognize that and believe in that, then they begin to act from that place in their whole lives change. It's not power over, it's power within. And draw that out. And that's where transformation occurs. So last summer, Gary and I had the wonderful opportunity to stop by Homeboy and to get a, a tour of the facility, and the young man who gave us the tour had come in and out of Homeboy several times. He was not ready to hear that idea. Perhaps not unlike some of us, that when we come in and hear you're the Christ, we're not ready to hear that idea. But finally, he was ready to hear that idea. And what he shared with us is that before that time, he was growing up in this neighborhood where he did not see men over the age of 18. He did not believe he had a future. He was caught up in hopelessness and in despair. And when he was finally ready to hear a different message, he stayed at Homeboy and he changed his whole life. This is the power, the true power of power, not power over. Hear that. The power within that we draw out from one another, that we encourage from one another as we 
stand in truth and radical acceptance of one another as whole and holy. I was on the stage with Father Greg and Tama Togren was this homie. And he shared a very similar story. He said, when I walked into Homeboy for the first time, what I was met with was complete and utter tenderness. Father Greg says, you know, the idea of love is kind of this idea that we hold up here, but we don't really do anything with it. He says, change that idea to one of tenderness. Meet one another in this place of tenderness. And so this gang member, this cocky rooster, came through those doors and was met with tenderness. And in that place of tenderness, what he realized was that was the kind of relationship he wanted to have with his daughter who was newly arrived on earth. And that idea was enough to help him to change his life because of tenderness. Not power over, not brute strength, not forcing you, but tenderness and the power of that. So I want to invite us into this idea that we can transform our lives and the world not by trying to control others, not by trying to manipulate others, not by righteous indignation, but by showing up in tenderness with one another, caring for one another, loving one another. Thinking about this this week, as I was realizing and and recognizing how much different I show up as Grandma or Ama, as Zoe calls me, and, and what I used to show up as Mother, right? Because at that time, I thought it was power over. I thought I had to make these kids listen and understand, and sometimes the words were harsh. A lot of times there was yelling, spanking on occasion, you know, that whole power over. And with Zoe now, I recognize and realize it's not that. That what I am here to support her with is knowing that power within her. And that as she touches that power within her, well, she'll show up in that true essence of who she is. So on Monday, I took her to the flash park. And she played and had a ball for like an hour and a half, and then she was exhausted. And so at that point in time, it was time to leave. And anybody ever try to leave something fun with a three-year-old? Right? Total meltdown. Total meltdown. In unity, power, our power that's within us, one of our 12 powers, is our ability to take charge of our thoughts, our words, and our emotions. We have the ability to do this. Of course, at three, we don't necessarily realize that fully, right? And so there's Zoe crying in the back seat as we're driving home, and we're almost to our driveway, and I'm putting into practice these things that we talk about. I'm going, okay, just let us breathe. It's going to be okay. This will pass. Yeah. Give it more attention. And all of a sudden, from the back seat, this is what I hear. Mama, I can't smell the flower and blow out the candle. 
Now, those of you who have been here over the last month might have heard that this is the way I've been teaching Zoe to help manage her emotions, to take a breath and smell the flower and blow out the candle. And it was so precious that this little beauty at three years old knows that's what she's supposed to do. But I just can't do it. Anybody ever feel that way? Right? And so I was able to just say, we're almost home, Zoe. And when we got home, I was able to be that, that place of tenderness for her, to sit with her, to help her to find that breath and to breathe and to calm down and relax, which she eventually did. And that's what I see Homeboy Industries being about. What Father Greg calls radical kinship, that willingness to be with one another in that place, calling Forth our greatness, not, you know, trying to beat the whatever out of each other, but to sit with one another and call forth our greatness. And so you and I have an opportunity to do that here in community, and I want to share with you that I was called to task on that this week. You know, at Unity, we say we are a community of love and light. We're here to be that with one another. And sometimes we let the ball drop. And so I want to invite you into this idea that as radical community, we are here to support and encourage and be with and love one another, to know the truth of who we are. And one of the ways that we can do that is to be in contact with those that can't make it. So I had a conversation with Lorita. This week. Some of you know Lorita. Lorita, if you're watching, hello, I love you. This is for you. And Lorita was saying how she felt like she'd lost her community because she hasn't been able to come. She hadn't heard from me. Where was my minister? Don't you all love me? Don't you all care? You know, in that place of not being able to hold the vision for herself as whole and holy, asking us, please hold that vision with me. Right? So I want to remind everybody that we have this little book. It's our little black book. Right now, there's Peggy O'Brien in there and Loretta, Loretta Green. Those are the only two I know of. If you know of somebody else that's not able to come, that would welcome a phone call, welcome a visit, please let me know. But for now, what I'm doing is inviting you all into radical kinship. Would you be willing to just pull a card and make a phone call? Make a visit to Peggy? Right? So that's something that we can do together as community. Calling each other. Sarita called me higher this week. There's no need to defend or to say why. But to just say, you're right. We need to be better with one another. That's not your only opportunity, of course. We also have our um, current community outreach for Laura's home. If you would consider bringing in school supplies, they'll be donated to Laura's home, and on the end of the month, we're going to bless those school supplies for those children. We see that in their true power, giving from that place. Compassion, understanding, tenderness, Humility, simplicity, the way of the God, the way of unity. And I need to keep practicing 
I'm assuming you all do too. <laughs> I bring these to you each week. So just a reminder before I share our spiritual practice that we have a new bulletin that we are debuting over this summer. In our hope to uh, do what we can to take care of our resources. So this particular bulletin will be recycled all summer long. So if you leave Unity Hall today, please don't take this with you. You can have it back next week when you come back. Right? Leave it in the back of Unity Hall. There is a tear-off that says Let's Connect. If you're new here and you'd like to give us your contact information, just simply fill that out. Leave it at the concierge desk so we can connect. If you've been here but you need to change a phone number or address, fill this out and we'll get in touch with you. On the inside is the page that you're taking. Everybody takes this one. This has everything that we've got going on here, all of our activities and events. And it also has what used to be called the back of our bulletin. Right? The, the unity quote for you to think about and to contemplate. Our scripture and our spiritual practice. So our spiritual practice for this week is in moments of upset, discord, or challenge this week. Think about how you're showing up. You know, you might be showing up as that little three-year-old. And then remember that you are mature. That you've been working at this stuff and that you know and realize who you are in truth. That inside of you is the power to take charge of your thoughts and your words and your actions. You can do this. And so pause, breathe, center in the divine, and then take action. Know that it isn't being centered, but you are strong and powerful. The action that you take without being centered is likely adding to the problem. When you're caught up in that righteous indignation and judging another, likely for their judgment, you're just adding to judgment. When you're angry and you're upset because you see out in the world where show, someone is showing up hateful, recognize and realize that you're hating them is adding to the hate. So first, we become that powerful rooster, centered, calm, serene. And then we ask, what's mine to do? There has to be balance, doing and being. And we act from that place. So who's going to join me in that practice this week? Oh, I see way more hands than, than that raised earlier. So, good. I'm going to count on you. One more piece, and that is our uh, scripture for today. You all should have received a little card when you came in. If you didn't, please pick one up on your way out. Our scripture for today is coming from the Tao Te Ching. Knowing others is intelligent. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. I want you to take this card and I want you to put it somewhere this week where you will see it, where you will remind yourself of these ideas, where you will remember to stand in your true power, not power over, but power within, express. And when you're ready, because wisdom is not intended to be held on to, pass the card on to somebody that you think could use it. Are you ready? That was weak. <laughs> to 
power from within is strength. It's power. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Let's go be that this week. God bless.